It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Sources say a number of pro-democracy figures have been arrested, with the arrests apparently linked to last year's anti-extradition protests. The Education Secretary says he's confident of a smooth start to the DSE school leaving exams next week, and the hospital authority says it may use holiday camps for recovering COVID-19 patients. Sources say a number of pro-democracy figures have been arrested, with the arrests apparently linked to the anti-extradition protests in August and October last year. Robert Kemp has more. The list apparently includes Civil Human Rights Front Vice Convener Figo Chan, ousted lawmaker Aung Hin, as well as Leung Kwok Hung, Raphael Wong and Avery Ung of the League of Social Democrats. Police have also arrived outside media tycoon Jimmy Lai's flat in Homantin, with Aung Hin's Facebook page saying he has been arrested. Mr Au's Facebook post also said others arrested include veteran pro-democracy figures Martin Lee, Albert Ho, Young Sum, Sin Chung Kai and Lee Chuk Yan. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says he's confident of a smooth start to the Diploma of Secondary Education school-leaving exams next week, adding that it wasn't good for the mental well-being of candidates to further delay the exams. He told a radio programme that the Exams Authority had inspected schools and that 90% were allowing candidates to sit 1.8 metres apart. All exam venues have to maintain a safe distance between seats because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The schools now are very well prepared for the coming DSE examinations. In terms of the distance between the seats, in terms of all the procedures for cleansing, and also the details arrangement, including the toilet arrangement and other things, all the schools or all the examination centres are all well prepared to provide a very safe environment for our candidates to take the exam. Mr Young added that the government hadn't yet decided when classes would resume, but that any decision would be announced two to three weeks beforehand so schools could prepare. He said he expected senior secondary school students would be the first to return, but that lessons would only be for half a day to prevent them gathering for lunch. The education chief also said it was too early to say whether classes would be suspended until September, as there were still three months to go before this school year ended. Regarding the school resumption, the normal school resumption, we haven't any firm decision yet. And uh, at this stage, we have not set any deadline or a D-day that the school has to re-resume. Hospital Authority says it may use holiday camps as community isolation facilities for recovering COVID-19 patients. Speaking on our radio programme, the authority's chairman, Henry Fan, said the place should be safe for patients, safe for medics and far away from people's homes have uh, some possibilities in mind um, and uh, we are now seriously considering because we would have to take over and manage the, the premises you see so we are now uh, working on along the lines of these three criteria and we hope uh, we would be able to finalize this soon because we don't really have a lot of time but yes there are some sites possible uh, that would meet all these criteria Separately, Mr Fan said he was proud of the medical professionals and the fight against the epidemic, but it wasn't up to management to decide whether medics who joined a strike in February should be punished. He said the strike was serious and had affected patients' rights and that it must be dealt with according to staff management rules. He said the hospital authority was a public organisation and management couldn't decide on their own whether to adopt a stringent or lenient approach. During the strike, thousands of medical workers stayed away from work for a week in an attempt to force the government to close the border with the mainland, which was then the epicentre of the COVID-19 pandemic.
President Trump has defended a series of tweets supporting protests against lockdown measures in several US states, saying they should be liberated. At a White House briefing, he said the measures imposed by Minnesota, Virginia and Michigan had been too tough. All three states have Democrat governors. He singled out Virginia, where the governor has signed into law gun safety bills and temporarily banned firearms from the Capitol grounds. President Trump said the Second Amendment was under siege. What they've done in Virginia with respect to the Second Amendment is just a horrible thing. They did a horrible thing, the governor. When you see what he said about the Second Amendment, when you see what other states have done, no, I think uh, I feel very comfortable. It's only a day since Mr Trump acknowledged that the decision to impose or lift COVID-19 restrictions lay with state governors and not with himself. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Mr Trump has also attacked the Democratic governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. He accused Mr Cuomo of inaction and ingratitude, but the governor said the federal government was not giving adequate help to reopen states' economies. Don't ask the states to do this. It's up to the governors, up to the governors, up to the governors. Okay, is there any funding so I can do these things that you want us to do? No. That is passing the buck without passing the bucks. The head of the World Health Organization has called on governments to crack down on the buying and selling of wild animal meat because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The outbreak is thought to have originated in a mainland market selling such meat. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus also called for tight controls on markets selling live animals, saying 70% of all new viruses came from animals. When these markets are allowed to reopen, it should only be on the condition that they conform to stringent food safety and hygiene standards. Governments must rigorously enforce bans on the sale and trade of wildlife for food. In Britain, National Health Service leaders have warned that some hospitals in England will run out of key protective equipment for staff treating coronavirus patients this weekend. New guidance has been written asking doctors and nurses to work without full-length fluid-resistant gowns and to reuse equipment where necessary. This report from the BBC's Jane Draper. The warning has come from the head of NHS providers, Chris Hopson, who represents trusts providing care across England. In a tweet, he said, We have now reached the point where the national stock of fully fluid repellent gowns will be exhausted in the next 24 to 48 hours. BBC News reported last week that Public Health England was planning to suggest the reuse of protective gowns as a last resort, and this guidance has now been issued. A team of scientists at Oxford University in the UK say they hope to have at least a million doses of a vaccine for the coronavirus ready by September. Vaccine research is taking place around the world at unprecedented speed. BBC's James Gallagher has more details. About 80 groups around the world, including major pharmaceutical companies, are trying to develop a vaccine. A few have already begun human trials. The team at the University of Oxford had been preparing for an event like the COVID-19 pandemic. They had already genetically engineered a chimpanzee virus to make it harmless. They have rapidly plugged in part of the coronavirus's genetic code. The result is a hopefully safe virus that trains the immune system to fight this new disease. The big question is whether this experimental vaccine will actually work. 
Other scientists believe that 12 to 18 months is a more realistic timescale for a vaccine. NASA says that next month it will launch its first manned mission from US soil in almost 10 years. The rocket and the space capsule it's carrying are due to take off from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The BBC's Richard Howells reports. For 30 years until 2011, NASA's space shuttle carried astronauts into orbit. Since the shuttle's retirement, trips to the International Space Station have been made on board a Russian Soyuz craft. The new Falcon 9 rocket, developed and tested by the tech billionaire Elon Musk's SpaceX company, will take two astronauts to the space station on board the Crew Dragon spacecraft. NASA's chief, Jim Bridenstein, said that the agency would once again launch American astronauts on American rockets from American soil. Researchers from Northwestern University in the US say they have developed a way of storing hydrogen gas in tanks at much lower pressure, removing a barrier for the use of hydrogen-fuelled cars. The BBC Matt McGrath reports. Hydrogen has long been touted as a greener alternative to petrol and diesel in cars, but the gas is incredibly light, so the only way of carrying enough for journeys has been to store it under huge pressure in specially made, highly expensive fuel tanks. Now researchers say they have developed a new way of storing the fuel using an extremely porous aluminium-based material. Acting like a sponge, it binds large amounts of gas to its many surfaces. A piece of the material the size of a cherry tomato has a surface area larger than a football field. To end the news, the top stories once again. Sources say a number of pro-democracy figures have been arrested, with the arrests apparently linked to last year's anti-extradition protests. And the Education Secretary says he's confident of a smooth start to the DSE school-leaving exams next week. That's the news from RTHK. Radio. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tramdé, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our featured album from electro-chanson duo Lili K.O., just released last week. And a selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. And as always, Giovanni says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our first track of uh, music from a lot of places on the planet with this track from the Indian Ocean from Mtoro Shamu, stage name for Mohamed Shamsidin from the Comoros Islands, from Mayotte specifically. And he started off with rap, with a rap band, and then went to Reunion Island and uh, joined up with some people over there before going to Paris, where he's based now. And uh, Mr. Shamsidin Mohamed has come out with his album Sikamila, which means preserving your culture. And in it, he blends his traditional Mgodro, Shigoma, or Shenge musical styles from Mayotte, Comoros Islands, with the more traditional Western blues rock. So this, on the charts from that new album, is called Waside Wale. Here's Mtoro Shamu. Oh, yo, yo, yo. 
What's the wale, what's that they want to go aha, what you have Si 